Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? Registration for the ADHD Essentials Online Parent Coaching Group's Winter 2020 session is closed. If you didn't get in this time, but you wanted to, there will be another session running in the spring. Feel free to contact me to get put on the waiting list. Go to ADHDessentials.com slash parentgroups for more details. And of course, check out our partner podcasts, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb, ADHD Diversified with MJ, and the ADHD Friendly Lifestyle with Moira Maven. Each of those shows is an invaluable resource for your ADHD journey. And don't forget to join everyone from the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network for a live Q&A Tuesday, February 8th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Go to ADHDrewired.com events to register. If you want to support this show, a great way to do so is by providing a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast player of choice. It really helps others find us through all that algorithm magic. Welcome to the show. Today, it's just me, and I want to talk about homework and projects and planning those things and how do we do them. How do we support our kids in getting their homework done? And honestly, how do we get our own stuff done sometimes? This is what I do when I work with students to help them do their homework or get a project done. I don't care how old the student is. They can be in elementary school. They can be in college. I've even helped adults with this strategy. Entrepreneurs, folks who work on Broadway, advertising executives. This is a good approach to getting our stuff done. So don't assume that it's only useful for your kid. However, I'll be framing all of this around helping a kid with their homework. If you're not helping a kid with their homework and you're going to use this strategy for yourself, just, you know, process out that part. Here's how it works. I sit down with the kid. I ask them what they have for homework. And they tell me. And generally, then I go and confirm that they're right. So I might be looking at their agenda with them, so we're both confirming it. I might be looking at their online homework assignment program, whatever that might be. I want to make sure that they know what they're doing. And while I'm having them do this, I'm also getting a read for how they're doing emotionally. Are they ready to jump into this assignment and get this stuff done? Are they feeling kind of tired? Are they focused, unfocused, that kind of stuff? Because that's going to affect one of the steps later on. The next step is to have them look at each of the homework assignments that they have to do and make an estimate on how long that assignment is going to take. And we might break some of those assignments down into pieces, right? If they have a project that they're working on, probably we're breaking that into pieces and looking at the different components of it. But if it's just a normal homework day, there's nothing big going on, we're timing out each individual assignment. If there is a big one, we might break that into pieces and write down 
how long is it going to take you to do the first part of this assignment, the second part, the third part. Once we've got these time estimates down, then we kind of do a check because at first they're just guessing. They're not usually thinking carefully about this. So then we check in on this time frame. Does it feel accurate? We might look at the worksheets or the reading selection that they have to deal with. We might just second guess ourselves and say, is this accurate? We might factor in their typical time blindness and time awareness and see, are you usually accurate with these things or are you usually off by a little bit? And then we may or may not add or subtract some time. After that, I ask them, how hard or easy do you think each of these assignments is going to be? And they just write it down. Oftentimes, we've got like a list of the assignments and then a couple of columns, one for time, one for how hard or easy it's going to be. This hard and easy question is more sophisticated than it seems. And it's really where the rubber meets the road for this particular strategy. Once we've determined, is this hard? Is it easy? Is it somewhere in the middle? Then I'll play with some of those assignments. I'm not going to do all of them because it can get overwhelming. But I'll look at the ones that are marked hard, especially if the kid like grumbled or made a face when they wrote down hard next to that assignment. And I'll start asking questions about what makes it hard. Because hard is a vague word. It doesn't really have a solid definition in this context. It might be that the assignment is hard because it's so big and it's going to take them a long time. It might be that the assignment is hard because they don't understand the content that they have to use to do the assignment. Or it might be that the assignment is hard because they're not sure how to do it or they're not sure how to start it. So there's lots of different reasons why an assignment might be hard. It could be based around effort. It could be based around content understanding. It could be based around execution and the difficulty or ease of that. I also might play with the stuff that the kids said was easy. And I might be trying to figure out, why do you think this is easy? Maybe it's a math assignment and the kid knows they're good in math, so they think it's easy. But they haven't really looked at what a beast this thing is. And this assignment is actually pretty effortful. But maybe the kid doesn't care. Maybe math is fun. So that effort doesn't feel hard. It just feels like fun. So I use the word hard and easy on purpose in order to kind of figure out where is this kid with different subjects, with different assignments, even different kinds of assignments. I had one kid who always decided that vocabulary work was hard. It didn't matter if he already knew the words or not. He just always assumed it was hard and it didn't matter what subject it was in. I've had other kids where, like I said, math was always easy or English was always easy. Understanding where this kid's natural bias is, natural engagement level is, that's all being applied to this hard, easy question. Because if a kid is engaged with the subject, they're going to say it's easy, even if the amount of effort going into this assignment is going to be pretty steep. And figuring that out is important because we want to start deciding where to start and what should happen first, what should happen second, how are we going to sequence and prioritize these assignments. I've had kids who had to write essays in history and they loved the stuff they were studying. So they jumped into that assignment right away, thinking it was fun, assuming it was going to go smoothly. And even when it did go smoothly, it was still a lot of effort. And by the time they were done with it, they were burned out and didn't have the brain space 
and bandwidth left over to do the three other assignments they had for homework. Even easy stuff like worksheets and, and things like that. So sometimes we have to know this is an easy assignment to engage with, but it's going to still be hard to do. It still requires effort. We need to play with that and tease it out and figure out where is the easy, where is the hard, and what do we mean by those words. When it's time to make the plan and time to start prioritizing what to do first and second and those sorts of things, if the kid is struggling to start, and let's be honest, that's most folks with ADHD, I typically have them start with something that is both easy and fast. It's not going to take a long time to do. It's not going to be that hard to engage with and, and accomplish. So they can get something under their belt relatively quickly and feel accomplished and get some of that dopamine rolling. Then I usually have them move into something in the middle, a little harder. Not necessarily the overwhelming stuff yet. I want to start building momentum. Once we've got that momentum going, then I encourage them, all right, well, third, then let's do this hard thing. Or maybe we do something easy and short because we need a break. And then we go into the hard thing. But typically, I want my client, this kid, to do the most challenging assignment third. Something easy, something in the middle, then the most challenging assignment. Unless that thing in the middle was also hard and that's just the way things are at the moment. And then it's something easy, that harder middling thing, maybe back to something easy and then to the most daunting assignment. I know a lot of people recommend swallowing the frog first, right? Like do the hardest thing first and then it's over. But folks with ADHD, we need to get the momentum going first. If we're looking to start with the hardest thing, we might just avoid it and not do anything. And that's not a plan. So start with something that feels accomplishable. Start with something that is small enough to begin, but significant enough to matter. And then move into the next thing. And then attack that hardest activity. Unless the kid is really engaged, or if we're talking about you, you're really engaged. And it's going to be easy to start this hard thing. Cool, do it. Just remember, you got to keep stuff in your tank to do the rest of the project or the rest of the assignments. You don't want to burn yourself out right away because you did the hard thing and then you don't have any energy for anything else. Breaking tasks down into how long they take and also how hard or easy they are, recognizing that those are nebulous words and they mean a lot of different things depending on the situation, effort, understanding, motivation, engagement. This strategy is pretty useful. How long will it take? How hard or easy is it to do? And then sequence your next actions based on the most effective way for you to start. Typically, that's something easy and quick just to get the ball rolling and then we move into something else. And of course, don't ignore needing time to recharge, the emotional regulation of these things. All of that stuff matters too. I know I often talk about emotions, and in this case, it's sort of pure productivity execution stuff. I'm not ignoring that those emotions exist, but sometimes it doesn't matter that they exist because you just have to do the thing. That is reality. We can't always sit back and go, but I'm struggling and I can't seem to focus and I don't have the time or I can't start. Sometimes you just have to do it. And that sucks and I don't like it either, but it happens to the best of us. If you just have to start, this is the way to figure out where to start. And with that, I hope you have a good day.
you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com. And visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.